Hey everybody, thanks for listening to this episode of My First Sketch. I'm Josh Hyam. If you haven't done so already, you can subscribe to the show on Apple Podcast, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, get it automatically. Keep it easy on yourself. It'd be really cool if you rate it five stars and leave a review on whatever platform you choose. Like the podcast on Facebook at facebook.com slash myfirstsketch. Follow along on Twitter at myfirstsketch. Head to myfirstsketch.com where I'll post any of the videos that we talk about on today's episode. Any questions, thoughts, recommendations, feel free to email me at josh at myfirstsketch.com and I'll get back to you as soon as I can. So this week here in Philadelphia, one of the Fit House teams is retiring. Goat Rodeo started in 2013, and this weekend, October 4th and 5th, they will go for one last ride with Stages of Grief. Goat Rodeo has been consistently funny and a consistently weird sketch comedy troupe here in Philadelphia, and unfortunately... uh. In my time doing this podcast, I have missed out on talking to a couple of the members of Goat Rodeo. Uh, it's, and it's been a while since I've talked to one in general. I talked to... I've talked to six of the members of Goat Rodeo. I believe one of them was before she joined Goat Rodeo. One of them we didn't talk much about his time on Goat Rodeo. We talked more about his other project, House of Solitude. Throughout this episode, I'm going to share with you some clips from the other four talks. It's not a complete oral history of Goat Rodeo, but I think there's, you know, some fun little nuggets here from my conversations with four members. First, we start with the director of Goat Rodeo, Samantha Russell, when she talking about how she was asked to take the lead of this new sketch team at Philly Improv Theater. This is from episode 44, which was recorded and released in March of 2017. Well, Brian Kelly asked me to do it. And at first I was just like, no, I I can't do that. Like I just automatically assumed I wasn't able to, or like, why are you asking me? I'm not good enough to do something like that. Sure. And uh, it took a while. He was like really kind of like, no, I think you should do it. I think you should do it. And I'm like, all right, fine. I'll do it. Samantha Russell is a member of secret pants, which is long. One of the longest running sketch comedy teams in Philadelphia and I always say is the the godfathers, the tree from which sketch comedy in Philadelphia grows. All the branches come out of Secret Pants somehow, whether it's because of Brian and Paul teaching classes at, at FIT, Brian with his production and help with growing some new teams like Swedish, or Sam being a director of goat rodeo bryce being actively involved in a number of different shows uh but this is sam talking about the process of the submissions to create this the writing team and who she wanted as her head writer first of all brian kelly picked me first i'm not sure why he picked the director first and then he asked me 
who I wanted to be the head writer. And I said, Christian analysis. And then he said, second choice. And I said, <laughs> Christian analysis. And then he said, all right, third choice. And I went outside Christian analysis's house with a boom box over your head. <laughs> and uh, he asked him, I think he had to ask him twice, but mm -hmm. he was the only one I wanted. And then um, we just kind of had uh, writer's submissions and they were all blind. Yeah. So it was just a packet and you would get it. And we read through it. Um, it was uh, me and Christian, uh, Joe Moore, Steve Swan, Madonna. Um, I'm not sure who else. And we read through all of these scripts. And it was a like a really long night. We had to read through. And then we had to like rate them. And we had no idea who half of these people were. Except I think the only one that we knew was like Aaron Herzog. Because it was a whole sketch about friendship. <laughs> um, and he kind of like... It was a little heavy-handed, <laughs> but the, the packet was good. It wasn't that because we knew Aaron, but we, we kind of thought it was Aaron. I met Aubrey Williams back in 2011 doing a class taught by Kevin Allison. The concept of the class was we're going to take eight weeks, we're going to write some sketches, we're going to put on a show. Also along that time, Aubrey was joining a team called Many Petty, which was an all-female team here in Philadelphia, but she still submitted a packet to what would become Go Rodeo. So here's a bit from our conversation from October of 2016 and episode 24. I wasn't originally, yeah, I was an original writer. Um, so I was cast as a writer and then I auditioned. Uh, I was cast as a cast member as well. So we mm -hmm. have a few writer cast members. Right. And now kind of everyone is a writer cast member. They just show up and... Bleeds, yeah. So it was, it was just a regular submit a packet? Submit a packet, three sketches, I think, and like 10 pitches. Okay. If my brain is correct, but it could be wrong. It might have been more. I think it was three sketches. Okay. And then five, maybe five pitches. Um, so submitted those blindly and then got called in to be a writer, which was really cool. Chris McGrail and I worked together on a sketch team called Judo Range. After Judo Range broke up... Two of the members of Judo Range splintered into a duo of their own called Colette and McGrail. Here is Chris talking about his submission for the team that would become Goat Rodeo. This was recorded back in April 2017, episode 48. I submitted like, uh, <laughs> I hope this doesn't make anybody mad at me, but it was like, uh, it was three, so when you submit to Goat Rodeo, and I think it's still the same with sketch groups these days, uh, you, you would submit three sketches and three premises, I believe. And it was three full sketches, and the rule was that, like, you had to have written all the sketches yourself, which yeah. I did not abide by that, because it's like, <laughs> I know, I've never, I've, I barely ever write sketches by myself. As right. uh, I remember... Um, Rick Moranis once saying on, on the Nerdist podcast when he was on, he was said like, I "Always have an editor," and I kind of always try to follow that. So I always, you know, most of my sketches I asked for other people's advice on, but I I submitted three Colette and McGrail sketches um, that I wrote most of. Like I had I had pitched you were the it, original first draft, did the outline and all that, and then yeah, and then. That guy. And I, I asked Colette's permission before. You're, you're uh, going to get kicked off Goat Rodeo. <laughs> after literally almost... Sam's like, going to hear this. No more. After three and a half years of Goat Rodeo, that I think, I, for the most part, I, I've you know been pretty good on the team. And after like three and a half years, she's like, nope, sorry, it's the principle of the thing. You're off the team. <laughs> you lied. You're off the team. And now here's Sam talking about 
getting the rest of the team of the writers together and having to read all the submissions. Um, so we, we just kind of picked everybody mm. from these packets and some of the people like we didn't know at all. Um, Justin Miller. Um, yeah, there's names on Goat Radio. Yeah. I don't think I've ever and met Dan or Bolden seen. Or... And, yeah, we, and uh, Bill Flint. He's, he does more stuff now in the theater, but it, we didn't know any of these people. Mm. They just had really good writing packets, and so we took them on. Now, when you have a sketch comedy team, you can't just have writers. You're going to have to have some actors. So Goat Radio had to cast some actors. So here's Sam talking a little bit about the casting process. And then, um, then we did the casting a few months later, like when we kind of started whittling down scripts. And um, that was just like they would come in with uh, something, yeah. like a monologue or something, and then they would read from our scripts uh, that we had that we would give to them either like a couple days before or something. I think they would get... What do they call them? The sides? Is yeah, that what the, yeah. I think that's a technical term. I think them. I learned it from <laughs> that. I remember also during that, that was a very long day too. We were watching all of these auditions. I, I do remember that uh, Zach gave us a headshot. He gave us two headshots. One with him with him, oh, like one with just his kind of bare face and then one he drew a mustache in. <laughs> and then when he walked in, he had a mustache. So I like went, all right. And I put the one with the drawn mustache on top. Like, we're ready for you. I also remember I, I was watching uh, the Mr. Show sketch, the audition, mm. right beforehand going, oh, I hope somebody does this. And somebody went, can I use this chair? And I started laughing and they weren't doing that. Oh, my God. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, yes, you can use that chair. So that was a little embarrassing. Oh, that's fantastic. I talked to Jimmy Hake back on episode 12 in August of 2016. He was promoting a show called Sports John, which was a sports-themed sketch comedy show. But he was also a cast member and writer on Goat Rodeo at the time. So here's a little bit of my chat about his failed audition for the first run of Goat Rodeo. Please note, this is very early in me recording podcasts, and somehow I screwed it up, and Jimmy sounds very tinny. I believe somehow he was only recorded on one channel, and then to compensate for that, I just, you know, it doesn't sound as good as most of my new episodes do. I was still learning. It was episode 12. Yeah. In this clip, Chris McGrail talks about not being totally comfortable on stage and just wanting to be a writer. I ended up being an actor, but that wasn't my initial intention. But, uh, I remember Sam, uh, we were having actor auditions. And I, I don't think I, I was going to act because I was just like, oh, great, I can just write. Because mm-hmm. I, I can get, I kind of still to this day get very nervous on stage. And I was like, I don't have to act. That's great. I won't. Uh, and then when we were reading during the auditions, uh, Sam was like thinking of who we were going to cast. And she was like, uh, I think Aubrey Williams and Aaron Herzog were both like, well, we'd like to act, act if we can as well. And Sam was just like, oh, yeah, you both can totally, of course you can be on the, right. t- on the acting team. And she was like, and Chris, uh, I like the way you, like, 
you read sketches, so you're going to act too. And I was like, I didn't want to be like, no, I don't want to, you know, I didn't want to be like, no, I'm not going to act. As is the case with every sketch comedy team, sometimes you need to replace a couple of members. Sometimes people move away. Sometimes people get busy. Here's Samantha talking about replacing original members of Goat Rodeo. Um, but I think we did well with the cast. Yeah. But then we lost a few people. Aaron, Aaron left, Matt Lampson, Kate Thompson. Um, am I forgetting anybody? Because that would make me sound terrible. But, um, but you've picked up. Yeah, so we, we, we took on uh, Dan Corkery and uh, Jimmy Hack or Hake and Julia Selly. Yeah. Between an audition that didn't go well, Jimmy Hake talks about getting on another show, which would eventually get him cast back on Goat Rodeo. Yeah, 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 the, uh, the, the Star Trek parody. So um, I was essentially playing characters there, and I was putting on a character in the moment, and when I was being bad guys and things like that, and, and uh, when, when Go Rodeo did, like, when a couple people left, like Aaron Herzog and Jimmy Thompson, mm-hmm. they needed people, and Brian Kelly was like, hey, uh, you know, you auditioned for this, you did good, and I saw you worked on it, I liked the character. And you've gotten better. <laughs> Yeah. For a long period of time, Aubrey Williams was juggling two sketch comedy teams, Manny Petty and Goat Rodeo. And they were both very prolific. So I asked Aubrey about how she balances her ideas between Manny Petty and Goat Rodeo. It's funny, you know, because it, I mean, technically, just for me, Manny Petty's all girls, Goat Rodeo is a mixed group. So. I was writing a lot of all-girl stuff for Manny Petty. When I got to Goat Rodeo, I was writing literally if, no all-girl stuff. I was going to say, if, like, you had, oh, if you had to sketch with a boy, it became a Goat Rodeo. Yeah, so I, that's how I would do it for a while. But then Sam was like, Aubrey, I thought you were going to write more sketches for women. And <laughs> I was like, oh, Sam, I just, I just didn't think you would. Like, I thought this group was like, I just didn't know you wanted it. So I'll start writing sketches <laughs> for women. And then, uh, so I'm, getting, I'm trying to get better at not separating them so much. Mm-hmm. because I think that's silly. Um, and it's easy enough to write anything for any group. Uh, male roles for Manny Petty, because we've done that all the time. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's just been, like, kind of my brain kind of figuring out, like, what belongs where and also trying not to, like, uh, monitor myself or, like, uh, like restrict myself from anything based on the group I'm writing for. Finally, Sam got very real about her pitfall as a director and wanting to have control over everything and to look like she's in control of everything. With a really funny story about her from her childhood. I wanted to like have everyone in the group sort of perceive me as this person who I have it all together. I'll just do it all and everything's going to get done. You just, you know, you show up and you learn your lines and I will do everything. And it kind of like made me lose my mind a little bit. Where like, was, that does not sound healthy oh, no. at all. Where I'm, where I'm just like, I'm just going to do it. And like, I feel like it's, it, it wasn't a good lesson for the group. And it's also like, it wasn't good for me either. But then like gradually I started going, okay, I can ask people for help. Like mm-hmm. I know that if I ask the group, Hey, can you help me make this? Can you help me do this? 
and people like it, it became more of a collaborative effort than me just trying to like the equivalent of just grabbing all of the groceries from my car and carrying them in in one trip, mm-hmm. like sort of thing. I don't need any help. I'll just do it. Like, and I feel like I did that a lot because I remember like Goldie telling me the one time I was like, I, I, I think, I don't know if I was struggling to carry stuff and I was just doing it. And I remember her just saying, you just seem like you can do anything. And I just assume you can. And I feel, I'm like, <laughs> oh, I think I just put out the wrong message. So, I don't know. Always ask for help, people. It's not a shame to ask for help. <laughs> like, you are a human being. But I did, I think I put, poured myself yeah. way more into it because I was just so focused on I will be a leader and I don't want them to think that I'm weak in any way. Mm-hmm. And which is, it, it's kind of how I live my life. I, I'm also, I'm just a very, I'm a very weird person that I don't like people seeing me in sort of a vulnerable state or like mm-hmm. a, a state where they think I'm not capable or I'm not ready I don't know but well and I, I will tell a very brief story yeah, on you don't the, have to be brief at all the, uh, like. <laughs> the the sort of almost the background to this because my mom this was only like maybe five or six years ago told me a story about when I was learning to walk that she had never seen a kid do this but every time I would just crawl over to a table and then practice walking holding onto the table and I never just ran like, I never just ran and did it and fall, fell. Like, and it was just so huh. me at, like, such a young age. And she's like, I don't know why you did that. And I'm like, I know why I did that. <laughs> I didn't want to embarrass myself by falling, Mom. Like, I wanted you to know that I could walk. So I was yeah, practicing my, walking. My friend who just had a baby just sent me a video of her of the baby's first couple steps. And it's one, two, three, fall. Yeah. I'm like, okay, that's cool. Oh, not me. Like, not me. You, were, you wanted to be perfectly, like. I needed to be perfect. As so if a I camera would have been on you. Like, I didn't want them to think I was weak by falling. Falling. so I uh, I practiced at the table <laughs> like a weirdo even back then like I said up top this isn't supposed to be an end-all be-all oral history of goat rodeo I can't do that without missing some of the writers that were on the team and some of the actors This weekend, Goat Rodeo retires with Stages of Grief, Goat Rodeo's final sketch comedy show. Friday, October 4th, 9 p.m. Saturday, October 5th at 8.30 at the Philly Improv Theater. Fitcomedy.com for all your ticket information. You should go. It's going to be a good show. From what I understand, this is not the end of Goat Rodeo. I, from what I've heard, there's another project on the way. It's going to take a while, but it should be really cool. I'm excited to hear about it. My first sketch is a Philly Sketchfest production. You can find out more information at phillysketchfest.com. Follow Philly Sketchfest on Instagram at phillysketchfest. The music on this episode is by the band Nono. You can check out Nono at nonoband.bandcamp.com. Rate, review, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. This is Josh Hyam. Thanks for listening. Go see Goat Rodeo this weekend.